A good day and welcome to episode 88 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and I am joined once again by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. He's been gone. We missed him so. How are you, Matt? Only one episode. But you've been like in and out, you know? You've been in and out because you've been, been well, a, busy, a busy boy. So I'm busy beaver. I feel like we haven't gotten to you know interact as much as previous months. That's so true. It's good to have you back. In the Immortal Wards well, of Matt O. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Glad to have. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And this week, once again, joined by the Android Queen, Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just swell. I ended up taking Friday off just for kicks, and I'm really looking forward to it, I gotta tell you. Wow. Yeah. I had a couple of vacation That's days nice. left to plan, and I'm not really going to be able to take much in September, October, and December, yeah. so I figured, what the yep. hell, let's take a Friday off in July. Nice. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's just get crazy with it. Do you have any big plans for your 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 day off? I am going to go to the driving range as long as it's not storming. There's a possibility of thunderstorm, so I'm going to try to go in the morning and hit the driving range a little bit. I might even just go play nine, you know? Might see, see how play I'm nine. I might just, just play around a nine. I might just do it. Just, you know? go play around, yeah, just go play around a nine. <laughs> it's going to be a little warm, so I'm, I'm going to try to get out there a little early, you know? Yeah. You go for the early tee off. Just early, early tee off. Early tee just off. play yeah. around a nine. That's, what the, that's how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have any fun plans this weekend? No. No? <laughs> All right. I'm really getting my small. hair done Last... and my nails hey. done, and then Ooh, I'm landing. Treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. What a weekend. Land party. Land party. Oh. With who? Doing what? What are you doing? With my... So many questions. Final Fantasy Guild. Nice. Part, some of them. You some can, of them you, ha- are avoiding us. land... Oh. Whoa. What are you going to land party? What do you mean? Huh? I go to someone's house. We all bring our laptops. We play the same game together. Oh. And we land it up. But you're playing... But you're not... So you're playing Final Fantasy yeah. together. But like yeah, well, actually together. Party. But they're like together. Well, that's like a Wi-Fi party. I, well, it's, you know, it's modern land. It's a throwback to, you know. <laughs> that is. No, that's cute. That sounds fun. Yeah, we do that, do that a lot. That's fun. That's awesome. Oh. So that does sound like a lot of fun. I'm actually playing uh, our next session of D&D with oh. Manny, Caleb, Brian, Reese. Reese is actually DMing it. Shout out to cool. Reese for being uh, a stellar DM because this is like... Because the, the one you did, I feel bad for you because there were like 30 of us. That was <laughs> Matt. too many people. <laughs> so that was yes, insane. I know. But uh, this one, because it's a much smaller group, it's it's this is my first, I guess, like real kind of D&D experience where I'm not like shouting over 20 other people. <laughs> and so it, it, it's been a very pleasant experience. We're having a good time. So we're going to advance this Saturday night. I think we're playing not next week, the week after that too. So having nice. a good time. Going to be a good weekend. And then next weekend going to the lake with some friends, and it's going to be fantastic. Really looking forward to that. And once again, conspicuous by his absence, Manny, like we, we mentioned, he had a little run-in with the dentist, got a little too laughing gas happy, and now he's actually venturing in just the field of uh, robotic limb replacements. And more wow. officially, he's he's trying to just do a robotic jaw. I, I, was, tell- I was warning him against it. I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. And he's like, no, I... Trust mm-hmm. me, man, like robotic jaw, that, that's where it's at. So he's he's searching for the best robotic jaw surgeon in the States. Okay. okay. 
And so while Manny hunts for the perfect iron jaw, we do have to keep the house clean. So as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. Go find us on Facebook as well at Facebook.com slash Plus One Player. It'll keep you up to date on what's going on on the website, which of course is Plus One Player.com. So there you'll get all of our podcasts, all of our articles, all of our videos, all the good stuff. You can get links to Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. Had Kate streaming little shadow bringers the other night, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we're going to talk about that this week. And also on the website, you can find a link to the Discord. So come on and join the community. We have a great group of folks, and we'd love to have you, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, no iron jaws for you. You don't get that no. privilege. And after all that, if you've enjoyed our content, if you enjoy hanging out in Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters, and we would love it if you would join that group. And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands. But I'll tell you about that before the topic of the show. And so episode 88... Another fun-filled episode. We got like the halfway point in the year, so we got some stuff to talk about. Matt, what's on the agenda? On the agenda. We're going to play Pass the Sticks, update everyone on what games we're playing and why. Then we are going to jump into the topic of the pod, which we will be doing our mid-year review. We're actually going to do mid-year performance reviews for every PIP member. Yep. And tell, uh, you know, tell everyone what they're doing well what they're doing poorly oh what they need to work on it's a very hr heavy episode oh my God. very hr i'm just kidding uh we're gonna do a mid-year review of 2019 and the video games that have come out and that we've played and that uh we potentially think may win any awards later this year um if there's a game of the year out there that's already out perhaps not and that is the topic. And then we will wrap up with patch notes where we will discuss some uh, of the latest news stories with you all and give you our opinions on said news stories. And that is the podcast that you are going to listen to right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good right. way to put it. And to kick off said podcast, we are going to play Pass the Sticks. Is there an individual here that would like to start? I'll start. Oh. Wow, so lack of initiative. <laughs> That's going down on everyone's oh, performance no. review. Son of a bitch. Now, are we Son of a bitch. rated on a number scale or perhaps a oh, star model? It's actually a letter scale. Oh, it's a letter, a letter scale. You, you can get an X, a Q, a N, what? or a R. Those are the letters. Do they mean anything, or is this arbitrary? They will mean something once I make it up. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Classic HR tactic. I already, for, I already forgot the letters. So Classic Cute. HR tactic would have just been, have you checked the handbook? Mm-hmm. It's all spelled out. <laughs> Go He's read the handbook, the handbook and get right back now. to me. <laughs> read the handbook. The ha- look, look, here Sorry. it is. Pages of text. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we've been looking for. Uh, Steve, I believe I heard you say you would like to go first. Yes, I will go first. So I played a little bit of my friend Pedro. I admittedly mm-hmm. haven't gone too far in that. It is fun. It's just like chaotic entertainment. I will say the controls were a little clunky. It took me a little bit to get used to them. I actually tried remapping some of them because they just didn't really feel like natural at first. 
the remapping just was way worse. <laughs> I, I immediately went back. I was like, this is far less comfortable than that un- uncomfortability. So <laughs> after a little bit, I started to get used to the controls and it was a lot more fun. You can do some like cool moves and just the, the slowing time mechanic, which is hot in the streets in 2019 because Katana Zero did it. Katana Zero did very well as well. So I have been enjoying it. I will end up playing more of it because I'm at, like I said, I'm going to the lake next weekend. So that'll be a couple hour Gotta car drive. So in the car, I'll be able nice. to play some Switch. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I do think Katana Zero is just like a more enjoyable game. I, that one kind of hooked mm. me a little bit quicker. But it also, like, again, I'm still really early, so I'm going to withhold final judgment on that. It is a lot of fun, though. It's very entertaining. I'm wondering if it might end up getting a little repetitive, so we'll see. Other than that, I traded an Anthem because I've been back on the Destiny 2 bandwagon Looking forward to you traded in Anthem. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of it. Well, I, I traded in towards another game I'm playing, which is MLB 19, the show, because I'm a baseball fan and I, I've been kind Rip of in a, a lull because like Destiny, while I enjoy playing it, it's not something I can just like play all week. Like that's something I'll pick up a couple hours here and there, do my dailies, mm-hmm. do my weeklies, and all that type of stuff. But the show is like a nice little kill time type of game when I, I, I just have like nothing else to do because there's really nothing nothing too crazy out right now. Until Marvel Ultimate Alliance next week. Looking forward to that. But I will say I am very much enjoying my time back in Destiny 2. Because I never really gave the Forsaken a chance. Because it came out right around the time of like Spider-Man and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So both of those games took a lot of my time. Um, I think the Messenger came out like right around that time as well. So I was pretty busy between like kind of spreading myself across multiple games. So Destiny kind of fell to the wayside. And then again, just like we see with backlogs, other games took my attention. But now I've got into it because it's getting ready for Shadowkeep. So like all that content that kind of was getting released gradually is all out now. So I get to kind of play that to catch up. Having a lot of fun. I just finished the Forsaken story last night. Oh, nice. Pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good story. I, I mean, Aldrin's cool, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't under, I don't understand the complete he's obsession. He's so fucking cool. He's but like, yeah, cool. he's not bad. He's not bad. I will say, though, I am enjoying the new lore. Like, all those letters about the Drifter afterwards. That's some mm-hmm. interesting shit. I'm looking forward to where that's going to go. Um, I'm also having a lot of fun kind of, like, ranking my stuff up again because it's not, like, super grindy yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. It goes much quicker now. I'm about to do the invitation quest line. So that's the one that'll give me like the 690 power. So that'll pretty much get me to the point where I'll only have to like do stuff here and there for the next couple of weeks to get me like up to what 750 before Shadowkeep comes out. But yeah, no, it looks cool. I'm excited for Shadowkeep. We're going to go to the moon, you know, see what, see what those wizards are up to. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I very excited for that i'm also contemplating now because once cross save goes live i'm contemplating because i uh, you can get it free to play on the pc, PC then i just boy. need to get the dlc and maybe i could uh rate like i said to matto last week i could i could be your floater you could be yeah, i could be your floater matto hasn't played with me lately though oh well <laughs> could be he me. can he can be the floater yeah it's been I've, I've been having a good time going back to Good old Destiny, and the show is just a great baseball simulator. I don't know how many baseball fans are out there, but it's the best baseball game I've played since MVP Baseball 2005. Nice. So, Matt M, how about you? I don't know why. I Give him a year. The only Matt on this show. I don't show. know. You know, it's whatever. It's been a while. Well, I've been playing 
Risk of Rain 2, which I won't go into too much right now because I'm going to talk about it during the topic. Ooh. But very fun. I'm always on the lookout for good co-op games. This is one of them, and it's an indie co-op game, which makes it even more fun. So that's all I'll say about it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, because I want to go in-depth yeah. during the topic. I, I hear you. And then I have played a, a probably a good amount of Destiny 2 in the most recent updates. Mm. Yes. It's easy. I think there's a few reasons why I keep going back to it. One is the most recent update that they had added this pseudo, it's more like a dungeon, really, called the Menagerie. I haven't got it's, into that yet, but I'm looking forward to it. You're going to like it. It's uh, six people. There's matchmaking. Mm. So you don't need to like have a little raid group ready to go and schedule it and stuff. So there's matchmaking for it. Uh, you go in, and there are, I guess there's about... So you're on the Leviathan, which is Emperor Callus's ship mm. orbiting Nessus. Mm. And you... I guess there's like, I don't know, maybe six potential randomized zones that you go through. Mm. And each one has a different task that you have to complete. So it could be like, kill these enemies and bring these like electric balls to light these flame pyres. Mm -hmm. Or collect all of these uh, like essences, bring them back to this little hub, and then kill the boss that spawns. Or uh, my favorite one, which is crazy is you're in it's called the hunt i think and you're in a like uh hallways that are in the shape of a rectangle or square and enemies are just you have to capture a point and enemies are just spawning and running towards you and more and more powerful enemies spawn and you're like you have to run to the next capture point without like dying it is and it's like dark because it's all hive it's very (laughs) stressful and it that one always comes down to the wire and you're always like, holy shit, like running around. You can respawn, which I like. Mm. And yeah, it's like it's like trials, like trials. I like the sound of trials. that. Also because yeah. it's PvE. And it's... Like that's one of my biggest qualms is like so much of oh, yeah. like the dailies and weeklies focus on like Crucible. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't like I'm that just either. I'm just not good at Crucible. Like I had to do a bounty the other day or one, just one of those like quests to get powerful gear. And it was like where the wing theorem armor a complete set and win a game of crucible i'm like well i'm not gonna be the reason why my team wins like i am gonna be the last person on that roster of why we won that game so i have to like luck out and like get on a team Mm -hmm. that's good so it took me like 30 minutes or so to just get on a team that was good enough to win there was one game we almost had it we lost at the end and i was like fuck i have to play another fucking game (laughs) yeah i don't do any of those i uh yeah well so the menagerie is really fun so I like that. I also like the co-op gambit mode now. Mm. Gambit. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. When I said that word, I was thinking of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing cards. Yeah. Because that one's also co-op. It's also against uh, spawning enemies. Yeah. That one's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. And I like the world that it's on. The like nine mm. universe or whatever. Yeah. So I like that I can just pop in, knock off a few things, and then stop when I want to stop. Mm-hmm. It's very comfortable, too. Like, when I picked those the controller back up, I was like, yep, it's just like riding a bike. Like, I remember <laughs> every little thing about that game. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Um, and that's really it. That's really all. Nice. I, I'm definitely going to look into 
perhaps purchasing the the DLC on PC as well because I think it'd be fun to play with you guys. You you honestly, if you wait till Shadowkeep, there'll probably be a deal. Oh yeah, I'm definitely waiting. You know? Oh yeah, for sure because yeah, yeah. I know it'll go free to play with cross save on the day Shadowkeep launches. Mm. But I'm imagining there's gonna be there might actually already be like a deal on like Forsaken and. Uh, the annual pass stuff on PC right now because there was there was Probably. like it's fifteen dollars for the annual pass right now on PS4. Mm. Yeah, potentially. All right, Kate. Here are the sticks. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So as Steve mentioned, I've been playing basically just the Final Fantasy XIV expansion, Shadowbringers, since it mm. came out. Like, well, early access started like two weeks ago. Um, it officially yeah. came out last week. Oh. So I've been playing that on stream a little bit. Probably will stream it again next week. Playing it with my free company slash guild. Of course, it wouldn't be. FC. Yeah, it wouldn't be an FF expansion if we didn't already have FC drama over spoilers, which I will not get into on the podcast. So like like Matt, I want to save my more in-depth discussion for this, for the actual topic. Um, yes. But I will just say that... It's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, I'm having a great time. It's much better than the last expansion, in my opinion. So that's what nice. I've been playing. What was the last Stormblood. one? Stormblood. Oh, yeah. I love the DLC like titles for all these games. Like Shadowkeep. Shadowbringers. Destiny. Shadowbringers. Stormblood. Stormblood. I just lo- I love like the creative process behind it. Like, oh, yeah. Some of the words that could they come up with. It, it's, it ropes you in. And it, and it also means like nothing. A laughable, yeah. yeah. It should be a completely laughable title, but everyone's like, "Dude, I can't wait for fucking Shadowkeep." Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's and amazing. It's, so stupid, it's absolutely amazing. Like, like they know exactly what they're doing. Shadow you got to give them all the credit in the world. Ravenswood. <laughs> wow. So we've been playing some some fun things. We yeah. mostly a couple throwbacks for us. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah, we've been just throwing it back. Throwing it back. It, it, I think we're going to talk about that in the topic, though, because that's kind of the year it's been. Oh, definitely. All yeah. Right. It's been a throwback. So before we Speaking. talk about the topic, I'm here to tell you all about our amazing sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So all you nerds out there who listen to us on a weekly basis, you know by now that Nerdiest Brands is your one-stop shop for all your nerdy fandom desires. So like I said last week, they got a brand new Yu-Gi-Oh! collection, so if you want to wear the heart of the cards on your head, on your chest, you can wear it wherever you want, because they got all the Yu-Gi-Oh! clothes that you can think of. Hats, shirts, whatever. So head on over to nerdiestbrands.com, that's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com, for all of your nerdy desires from vendors and designers from all over the world. So go check them out, they're great. And Matt? Time to kick off the topic of episode 88. Time to kick it off. Kick it! Oh! <laughs> All right. As I said at the top of the show, now it's the middle of the show. It's also the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Good segue. Thank you. The topic is thusly our mid year review of the games that have come out so far this year who we think might win an award maybe we don't have any ideas on who might win an award uh what we've played what we've liked what we haven't liked and probably a little look forward to the rest of the year and what that's got going on 
and if we see any potential gems in the future. I think we should perhaps speak generally first mm -hmm. and then dive into specifics. I agree. I think that's Sounds a good, good structure. So generally, I would say this year's been really lackluster <laughs> in comparison to last year which oh, yeah. like past i feel years. like last year was a wild ride yeah and the year before that too but like wild ride of like good game after good game of like and like big launches mm -hmm. too i feel like big studios were on it last year small indie games were on it last year and this year just feels like i don't know i just it just feels way different compared to to 2018 mm. that is my general impression okay okay um i i tend to agree up until a point like the year mm -hmm. thus far has been really lackluster for me case in point i've just been playing final fantasy 14 like all year because there's nothing really yeah. i want to play but i feel like starting this summer and then into the fall there is a ton of stuff on my radar that i'm really looking forward to mm. um mm -hmm. so i'm hoping the second half of the year will definitely make up for and redeem the first half. So I would agree with that yeah. general statement. Yeah, I think compared to 2018, 2017, I think the first half is definitely a little bit lacking. And I, I don't think it's that they didn't have big names because they did. I want to say that maybe the big names that were released in the first half didn't hit those notes that people expected them to. Like, obviously, we're, I feel like we're talking a little bit more in depth about, like, Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm, that's, that's a huge true. game. Mm, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 mm -hmm. is a huge yeah. release, mm -hmm. big yeah, deal. Yeah, good point. And then you have Anthem. For yeah. all intents and purposes, Anthem was the big release for EA for a pretty good while. It was the one everyone was watching, and we just all know what happened with it. So, and then, of course, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about this as we go, like, Days Gone, that was another one that... I feel like got pushed aside because it, it's still a big Sony game, but like since we didn't hear much about it during the development process, like we got like a, a couple of glimpses, but they were pretty quiet about it. So that one, I feel like going into it, we weren't really sure, and then it got mixed reviews. So then you have people mm -hmm. who just judging by a mixed review, they're like, "Well, I'm not going to pick that up right away." They don't play it for a bit, and then who knows? Maybe they pick it up somewhere down the line. So I, I don't think it was for lack of trying. I think that there were a lot of attempts at some big releases in the first half this year. I think that they probably just didn't live up to some of the stuff that we saw in the previous years. Because, like, yeah. geez, like, looking back at 2018 and 2017, there were some pretty big first, you know, first half releases that made you, like, go, holy shit. Yeah. And so this year, I don't think, personally, I haven't had one of those moments yet. And it's actually led, mm -hmm. like, we'll talk about this as we go along, it's actually led to me to believe to basically that one of these kind of sleeper games that you wouldn't expect to be a game of the year might end up snagging it this year. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be a fun last six months. That's a good prediction. Yeah. I yeah. think there's like, it, if like a big breakout indie game mm -hmm. is like really good this year. Oh yeah. This is definitely have a chance. This yeah, is the year to do it. If you look at the stuff that's coming out this fall, eh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. Death Stranding is coming yeah. out in November, so that's the game of the year, right? Why are we even having this Death conversation? Death Stranding is coming out. <laughs> I mean, we really shouldn't be. Yeah, it's just Death Stranding. Death Stranding is actually going to be the game of the year, so oh, we're going to do... Oh we're going to mirror the release. It's going to be on November 8th, same day. <laughs> same day. Yep. There it is. Death Stranding. Yeah. We've been in development for three months. Going great. 
it's just narration right now. That's all. It's just an audio clip of us talking about it. Yeah. It's going to be stop motion with a clay figure Jeff Goldblum. So hope you're ready for that. Filmed and made by Matto. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting last six months because like Kate said, I'm excited for a lot of games coming out mm-hmm. in the second half. But I, I still think that I think because as we kind of talk about like where our predictions lie, I do think there is one first half game personally that could be a game of the year and I, I think it's a surprise because it's not one I'd it's not a game style I would normally throw in the game of the year like ring I guess mm. okay interest well before you reveal what it is teaser yeah let's let's just point out a few of the games that we've either played or have generally liked in the first half of the year yes for me slay the spire pops up mm-hmm very good. You know, in terms of, I mean, I've seen it on, I, I haven't played myself, but I've seen it on stream. It's sort of like card building, deck building-ish, but yeah. going through levels and you have to, you know, the animation's cool. It's small, indie, there's strategy. I would like to play it. I just haven't picked it up. But I do know a lot of people enjoy it mm-hmm. um, who do play it. February, Apex Legends. Yeah. Not that I would ever suggest it for like a game of the year situation, but it did like- It made a splash. For me, it made a splash. Tons of people played it. Mm -hmm. It was fun. I was happy that it like broke a little bit of Fortnite's hold on that arena, um, on that game mode. And it it brought me back to Titanfall 2, which I just love. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that either with that new Star Wars game or I'm hoping it'll jumpstart like a Titanfall 3 or at least like a PvE-minded mm-hmm. game with similar mechanics because that would be great. Titanfall 2 was so good. Risk of Rain 2, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about. I still don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> You're not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. He's really teasing. Yeah, I know. I want to go like really, I want to go really into it. Honestly, I don't really see anything else that is standing out to me. I know Total War Three Kingdoms was reviewed really well. I'm not a Total War fan in terms of strategy games in that style, but I do know it's uh, it was reviewed well. Outer Wilds, Matto loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I do one. want to pick it up. Critically it acclaimed, like too. Yeah, definitely want to pick that up and play it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it has like a unique experience for anyone that picks that one up. Oh, yeah. And the way he and talked about Henry... it really sold me on it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, he sold it. And well. then we're in Yeah, no, he did. That's true. And then we're in July and that's where we are. Yeah. So those are for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what about you all? Any highlights so far? I mean, I've played a bunch. I haven't played many of the ones you talked about, but I played a good amount the first half of this year. The first one that stood out to me, of course, in January, the first big game release this year in my mind was Resident Evil 2 remake. And this is, so this is my big, big surprise here. This is the one I think has a chance to be game of the year. And I don't normally think remakes are really Mm -hmm. something that should be considered, but this thing completely overhauled that game. It made it such a better experience. I, like, I played through it, I want to say, like, four times within, like, a two-week span. Like, I just kept playing through, like, another round, another round, like, just seeing all... I played Resident Evil 2 before, 
but like I just couldn't put mm. it down. I thought that they really nailed the survival horror aspect and the fact that you still had to go to certain areas to save your progress. So taking away the autosave feature, like that was like a real throwback and not a lot of games do that. So it combined that old school mentality with just such a better presentation <laughs> and just reliving that story with way better voice acting. Just, just everything about it was 110% better. And yeah, I just, I think that that is like one of them that can kind of sneak in and like be a game of the year, even though it's a remake, just because of the kind of year it's been. Uh, like I said, yeah. I didn't play uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, but I know that was a big one. But from what I've heard from a lot of people who did play it, was, it was a little bit of a letdown compared to, yeah. I guess, the other games. So I, I'm going to hold off judgment. I know Metro Exodus, that was another one Matto loved. That's one I am going to play, though, because mm. now that I have uh, Games Pass on the PC, I'm going to be able to play that. So I'm looking forward to it. Far Cry New Dawn. I had a blast with Far Cry New Dawn. I don't think it's a game of the year candidate. Honestly, I just don't think any Far Cry game is really a game of the year candidate just because they're very formulaic in how they present themselves. Mm -hmm. However, I do think this is, of the Far Cry games I've played, which is four, five, and this one, a little bit of three, not enough of three. But this one has been my favorite Far Cry game for sure. I love the setting. I loved the closure it gave us on the story from five that we didn't really get at the end of five. Right. And they just tweaked everything from 5 to be way better. Like, the RPG mechanics that they threw into it with the rank-up system and the crafting system. So all of those tweaks were welcome changes, and it made the game a lot more fluid. I, I couldn't put that game down. I really enjoyed it. So that one, a great game for sure. I just wouldn't say Far Cry is yeah. like a game of the year. Um, I do have Ape Out. Haven't played it yet, so I'll withhold judgment on that. Anthem. We know what happened with Anthem. It was an unfinished game. So Boo. that's that. Yeah. I know Sekiro is a huge one. Yeah. I haven't played it. Those games, obviously, I'm really into so it. I watched so many speedruns of that game. Yeah, I mean, the game is beautiful. Like, I wish I could deal with just the agonizing defeat over and over again. Like, that's why I haven't gone back to Bloodborne, because I know I have to fight that boss again, who's just <laughs> going to ruin my day. So I, I respect the shit out of those games because they're so well done. Like, and it, they are fun to watch for sure. Like, if I get to watch somebody who's good play it, then yeah, the game's super enjoyable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that one, The Division Two, played a lot of that. I wouldn't classify that as a game of the year though. I think it's a lot of fun. It, it did really well with like the whole loot shooter aspect. It was a good improvement on the original Division. It, they made a couple of tweaks that were welcome. The enemies are still, like, super bullet spongy in that game, though, so you, I could only take yeah. so much of it. Like, I was, like, sucked in for a while, and then it just kind of wore on me, and I, I just never got around to, like, going into the extra content. Uh, the Walking Dead, the final season, I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily classify that as a game of the year, though. And then my big surprise this year ended up being Days Gone, because uh -huh. <laughs> I, uh... It was weird, like, I was looking forward to it, and then when I started to play it, didn't hook me in, and then I ended up platinuming the game, because I just couldn't stop playing it, once I kind of got to, like, a turn in the in, in the, the mechanics and everything, so... Yeah. That game was awesome. I think it did a lot of good things. I feel like my complaints are what they were, but uh, all in all, that was a pretty solid game. I haven't played much after that, though. Because, like I said, I've been kind of going back to some old games. Um, Outer Wilds, I'm looking into. Haven't played that yet. Didn't play Rage 2. And then for June, I have played a little bit of My Friend Pedro. But like I said, only a couple hours into that. So not anywhere near ready to kind of give a final critique on that. But 
just kind of going through that list, like, that's a surprisingly good amount of games that I've had a lot of fun playing. But as I've gone through that, the one that stands out to me the most is Resident Evil 2, because that's the one that really kind of blew me away. None of those other ones really, like, blew me away. Like, Katana yeah. Zero was a mm-hmm. fun game. I loved playing Katana Zero, but, like, mm-hmm. is it is that going to be at the end of the year, like, am I going to think that's game of the year? Maybe indie game of the year. I'd probably look at that, but definitely not, like, game of the year, so... It's been an interesting first half because there are some gems, but nothing like sweep you off your feet good, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I haven't been swept off my feet. That's so oh, sad. Poor Matt. <laughs> Kate, do you want to tell us about FF? FF? Or Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think that's a game of the year contender just because an MMO expansion is like a weird thing to make game of the year but i mean i think mmo or mmo expansion of the year i definitely think it can be a contender for that i haven't finished it well shadow keeps coming out well so. we did the sh- can kiss that we did the shadow that. name first thank you very much <laughs> we're keeping you in the shadows yeah uh we're bringing the shadows thank you oh yeah thank God. yeah i mean i so i haven't finished it yet so like maybe the story just completely shits the bed in the end but from the reviews i'm seeing it doesn't seem that way um and again like i think it's important for an mmo to have really good end game content and i Mm -hmm. i just haven't seen that yet so i'm hoping that there's some engaging stuff to stay around for but i mean right now i think it's it's really good they've reworked a lot of the jobs i know healers are a little unsatisfied but everyone else seems pretty happy with the changes the classes i play the changes are amazing they're so fun to play right now and yeah they've they've added some stuff that makes it like a little more friendly for people who kind of want that single player story experience because maybe they like final fantasy or jrpgs but they don't really want to deal with the mmo thing so they added a feature where you can run dungeons with npcs that actually works really well they do a really good job so you can kind of just have your final fantasy experience and not have to deal with people on the internet as much so i think they just added a lot of really cool stuff and and the story has definitely people on the internet man yeah they they seem to be doing a much better i mean the last story was just stormblood was just like such a trope fest just every trope you can think of <laughs> they did it and they didn't bother love tropes they didn't bother like delving deeper into anything it's just like okay yeah. you're the evil guy you're the good guy blah blah blah. and I, I think they've definitely redeemed themselves a lot with the writing so far um so hopefully that continues but yeah i i think it's a really great expansion so maybe in that mmo category um i think it should definitely be tossed around in their game of the year though Nah, just nah. What about what nah. about elsewhere, Steve? Well, that's that the thing is because like we can because we're kind of we're kind of looking at this too as like a just a mid year review. So while we are talking like because I, I yeah. feel like we want to make sure the listeners are like making sure we're not like just strictly talking about game of the year, but like oh yeah, okay. kind of looking at this on a broad spectrum of like what we've enjoyed and like why this year kind of feels lesser, I guess, than twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen. But yeah, no, I mean, elsewhere, that was actually one of the things, because I hadn't really played Elder Scrolls Online since, like, April. I think since, like, we played a little bit together. And, and nothing against the game, I was having a good time with it, but just other games caught my attention. But yeah. elsewhere's been a lot of fun. 
I think that they do a cool job with like the story in this one. I'm actually interested in the Khajiit for the first time in my entire life. <laughs> mostly, I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah. This Khajiit has wares. Yeah, we get, we get it. <laughs> but they're, they're a weird fucking group of people. Yeah, right? they Let are. me tell you. They a group are. of cat people, whatever they are. But anyway, the dragon fights are a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm having a good time with Elsewhere. So in terms of the MMO expansions, there's been a few good ones. Because like we've talked about this too, Matt, where like, we classify Destiny as pretty much an MMO. Yeah. And so, like, they've it they've is. been keeping steady with some solid expansions. Like, Forsaken was amazing. Shadowkeep looks like it's going to be, like, the same size of content as the Forsaken. So, it's it's been a, a good year for those, like, yeah, I keeping so. solid, solid MMOs going and wanting yeah. to, like, invest more into it. Yeah. So, like, new content. That's one thing I'll give 2019 credit for is we're getting some great new content on some existing games. Yeah. That's very accurate. And, like, just kind of looking forward, I mean, there's, like, there's so much stuff starting at the end of the month that I want to play. So I'm also kind of, oh, like, yeah. let me get through this. I'm loving it, but I also need to finish it by yeah. the end of the month. Because, like, after that, that schedule is just, like, okay, so I'm getting a new game every three weeks, basically. So, yeah, I don't know. The second half of the year looks amazing. Yeah. And so, Matt, what was, like, your number one game this year so far? What was the one you've had the most fun playing? I'm trying to set you up to talk about fucking Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain <laughs> 2! <Finally. laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's probably a mix of Destiny 2 or Risk of Rain 2. Yeah. Destiny 2, I've honestly been surprised how much I go back to it. But Risk of Rain 2 is fun because it is a game in which you can play with three other people mm -hmm. and so you can have a little squad of four and there are different character classes that you can choose from like an archer a swordsman a robot a oh that was that, that was unexpected torbjorn <laughs> a there's a plant creature now okay. a new new one a mage and okay, that goes back to I was expecting yeah. the mage. So the can, other two, I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> a, a plant and a robot was popping up at <laughs> yeah. risk of rain as well. Well, you can un you can yeah you can unlock you have to unlock them, and so I see. Um, I have all of them, of course, and so you and three other people, you pick your characters, then you drop into a level, and in that level, enemies spawn. As you kill enemies, you get money. The group shares money. Uh, doesn't share money, but Anybody can kill stuff and everybody gotcha. gets money from it. Okay. And then using that money, you unlock chests, which will have random items in them. And you pick up those items and then go on your character. And it's cool because you like as you pick up the items, they actually appear on your character. Mm -hmm. And there's different levels of rarity of items and the various bonuses that they give you are different. You know, anything from a shield to an attack speed bonus to you can find like ultimate chests and when you pick those up you get like your q ability which can be like a rocket launcher or i don't know something a, a black hole generator <laughs> things like that and so every level there's a there's a quote-unquote timer that is going up and as that timer goes up the difficulty level of the enemies increases and so to get to the next level what you have to do is summon the boss through a teleporter, kill the boss, stand in the teleporter until you get to 100%, mm. and then go off to the next level. 
So every level, it is a balance of, you know, fighting enemies, making money, opening all the chests, getting equipment, fighting the boss, killing the boss, and going to the next level while also balancing how difficult everything mm-hmm. is. Because you want to do it fast enough that you are killing the boss when you still can, when you're still powerful enough. Or you want to go slow enough so that you have time to accrue money to open all the oh, chests. gotcha. Because if you get too far behind in equipment and you go to the next level, yeah. the difficulty jumps a little bit and you're going to be behind on equipment mm-hmm. and then you won't be able to kill everything and then you're going to die. <laughs> so there's also really tense moments where if, you know, two other people die or, you know, three other people die and you're on your own and you're, like, fighting the boss, like, just trying to survive and kill the boss and get to the next level really quick. It's a lot of fun. The person that built it is updating it fairly regularly. They just added, I think it might be one person, actually. Wow. But I'm, I'm not 100%. Don't quote me, Twitter. <laughs> They'll get you. hate Twitter. Just added a new level, added new enemies, added a new character. It's the plant creature one. Um, and it's also fun to, like, try and figure out which classes work really well together. If maybe you're just a dubo, how far you can get. There is an end to the game, but you can replay at a higher difficulty. You can unlock other things. You can go to a little secret area through a portal. I think it has a lot of potential for... You know, more levels, more enemies, more items, more character classes. Like, mm-hmm. could really go far mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of content. And it's just, like, the my one complaint would be that sometimes the matches are, like, really long. Oh, okay. Like, you could sit down to play, like, me and my friend Connor will just be like, hey, let's, let's play this. And then it could be, like, an hour later when I was, like... I know sometimes I'm in the mood just to like jump in an Overwatch game and it be 20 minutes and me be done after that. But knowing that like, okay, if I'm going to play Risk Rain 2, I sit down, like this will probably be minimum 45 minutes. That can be, you know, sometimes when I want to go to bed, it's just like, and I don't want to like leave my friend hanging. So I just keep playing and it's like, well, I'm a little tired of it now. (laughs) Otherwise, very fun. And I look forward to all the content that comes out. Uh, as time goes on and if you're looking for a co-op game to play with someone and you haven't played Risk of Rain 2 you should definitely buy it and play it with your friends because you'll have a lot of fun yeah no I know you and Matt have been loving it I know Brian as well he plays it and he enjoys it Brian, Connor, Matt of the people um, who I know who play it you've only had good things to say so (laughs) yeah Yeah. glowing reviews yeah I'm always looking for good co-op games to play with people so, so that's one of them. I guess this kind of leads into what are you guys looking forward to in the second half? Like this, so I'm looking stuff. at this list, <laughs> and like every month there's like three games Shout that out I game. need to fucking play. This is, it's gonna be a busy few months. Like um, yeah, July's kind of quiet for me. I know not for you. You're gonna be very busy at the end of July. Mm-hmm. But like personally for me, July is just kind of. I, I do want to get the Stranger Things three game. I want to get that because it reminds me a lot of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and I'm all about that. So I'm probably going to pick that up. <laughs> it's already out. I just haven't I haven't had a chance to snag it yet. But then the other one I'm looking forward to is Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which comes out on the 19th. So that's really it for me for July. I think Wolfenstein Youngblood, I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, it's nothing that I'm like itching to play, but um, 
if a certain somebody out there maybe gets me a copy of it, I don't know who might, but if that happens, then maybe I'll play it. So let's go to you, Kate, because you have a quite things. the large fucking game coming out this July. You have a million yeah. things. Judging yeah, by the so what they just said, they're like the developers of the game, or was it them who said it? But it like was. The, how long this game is going to be? Yeah. Well, so yeah, he's talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. And so, um, in this game, you get to choose between, like, three different alliances that you sort of play the whole game with. And they said each story of each alliance is 80 hours long. So, that's... Oh, my gosh. What the hell? Over 200 hours of gameplay if you want to see every... That's so many hours. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Everyone is like, (laughs) this seems too long. And I'm like, no, man. I love Fire Emblem. Um, She's I'm like, hoping not not long enough. I'm hoping this means like you know that the stories are like vastly different and not just like yeah. oh a different person is king at the end or whatever. I, and like given the way the last Fire Emblem had a ver- uh, like diverging plot line and it was very different depending on which yeah. um, side you chose. So I'm pretty confident that this means it's like 80 unique hours of story for each one. So that is coming out at the end of the month, which is going to keep me busy for a while. But at the end of August, we have Man of Medan, yeah. which I know Steve is also looking forward to. Cannot wait. Yeah. September. And that also comes out on the same day as that Blair Witch game, which... It's so weird. It's like a... Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Blair Witch didn't think this yeah, through. I mean- August 30th is the new Halloween. Apparently. You know? that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree because it, they're going up against, you know, like, obviously Supermassive. They yeah. clearly know this genre. So now, like, you're trying to make a new IP and uh, going up against them on release date. Right. However, Blair Witch is Xbox and PC only. So that kind of, mm. I feel like they already knew that they're limited in scope. However, great day for horror games. A couple yeah. other ones in August that, but before we move on to September... That I, that I do have on my watch. Uh-huh. Astral, um, Astral Chain. That game looks okay. awesome for the Switch. Control. Have you guys been keeping up with that one by Remedy? Not too much. Astro, sorry, you broke up. Oh, Astral, Astral Chain was the first one. Oh, this and one. Then Control. This one does look pretty cool. Control looks awesome. It's like you're like controlling like space and time or some shit. Like, yeah. yeah uh, uh, man. It, it's, oh. It's like JRPG-ish, yeah. like character yeah. design and stuff, but you're like... You're like sci-fi cops, kind of. Yeah, it's know. very like sci-fi narrative yeah. style. So that alone, that's got it, that's got me. It looks me, interesting. Yeah, got me itching. And of course, uh, how could we skip over Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist? I mean, that comes out August twentieth. Oh, and, uh, we're probably I'm probably gonna dabble with that. <laughs> nope. Duel. Nope. First of all, I do just like I'm not gonna probably play this at least not right away, but I want to throw it out there. Catherine Full Body comes out. If you haven't played original Catherine and you like puzzle games with like very dark, twisted narrative, I highly recommend it. I love dark twisted. The things. the story of Catherine is very twisted. Um, right up your alley, buddy. But you it's based the gameplay is like you basically have to move all these blocks and get to you use them to climb up and you have to get to the top of a tower um, before yeah. the time runs out and there's various obstacles and things that are chasing you and because it's all it all takes place in the protagonist nightmares so it's all like super crazy and like 
they all all the levels reflect his fear of commitment so there's like a giant baby that's like trying to eat you in one level and so this is just a game about me <laughs> great fantastic yeah i can't wait to play it. <laughs> yeah um, and the, sounds great. Yeah, great so like I, i've played the original one the catherine full body adds more to the story um so i, I yeah. probably will play that eventually but if you haven't played catherine at all and you like that kind of thing i highly recommend it so i just wanted to mm. throw that out there um that mm. comes out i think the third of september but then yes. we've got the Monster Hunter expansion, Iceborne. Yep, that'll be big. Big one, Borderlands 3. Yeah, that's that, huge. Very that's big. That's huge. Definitely. Destiny 2, yep. Shadowkeep. Also very big. And those come out within four days of yes, each other. So, so we got 13th for Borderlands. Pick your loot shooters, boys. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I, I mean, I already pre-ordered Shadowkeep because I know I'm going to play that. Okay. I will definitely be getting Borderlands 3. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to getting it on PS4 because that sounds like yeah. what the majority of us are going to be getting it on. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have time for both. There's yeah. time. There's well, there's plenty of time. Uh, in November, Jumanji the video game. Oh, cool. So we get to play as The Rock. So back to Borderlands 3. <laughs> I was talking about Jumanji the video game. But you jumped ahead to November. We're still in September. Yeah, here. and but there's <laughs> games in October, too. <laughs> so are you getting Borderlands 3 right at launch, Kate? I, I will be getting Borderlands at launch for PS4. I will not be getting it at launch for PC. I'm going to wait okay. for PC because okay. I don't want to buy through the Epic Store. But yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to be getting it on PS4, so we'll be good there. Good. So yeah, we get not that. Fun we got to play Shadowkeep. No, yeah, that's a game you need to have some friends. Yeah. So we got that. We got Shadowkeep. Uh, Damon X Machina, that comes out on yeah. the Switch. It, it reminds me a lot of like a Gundam kind yes, of almost. It does. Like, it's like Armored Core. Yeah. So that's that's very intriguing to me because naturally I'm a big old school Armored Core fan. Like I think Armored Core was Armored Core two. I think that was I played a lot of that on PS2. So that one looking looking forward to. What about Jag- Dragon Quest? I'm not a huge Dragon Quest person, but I'm sure okay. a lot of people are looking forward to that. Um, one that does kind of pique my interest. I probably won't pick it up right away, but I'm interested in it. Is Code Vein? Um, it's like another mm. JRPG. Um. For Switch, no, for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, that that one I'll probably like watch the reviews and kind of like wait to see how it does. But it it does kind of um, interest me a little bit. Yeah, so we got that one uh, naturally. Like uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, so that remaster. Yeah, I'm sure. Like again, I'm probably not gonna dabble with that one, but I know tons of people are very excited for that. October. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Can't wait. Is- one of my most anticipated games of this year. I'm so excited yeah. for The Outer Worlds. It looks really fun. And, like, everything we hear about it just sounds really good. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited to play that. Yeah, because it's kind of, like, older Fallout style. Yeah. New aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm liking the gameplay that's being shown. Yeah. I, some people are saying, like, it looks rough. I'm like, I think it looks... Yeah, I heard Just that like too. so many... Fallout others. is rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I was like... I mean, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. The story looks kind of interesting, too. Just, like, the characters that we've seen look like they have a lot of personality. Yes. So, yeah. Sign me Everybody up. sounds, like, super quirky, and the aesthetic is really cool. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, like, especially for any RPG fans out there, single-player RPG, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. And then there's a couple other big releases we got for the shooter genre. We got Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Mm -hmm. which, of course, starring John Bernthal, does not appear to star his amazing dog, Bam Bam. But Uh, 
care to dream, maybe maybe Ubisoft will throw it in as DLC. Maybe. I really enjoyed enjoyed Wildlands, so I'm very much looking forward to this. I like the what it looks like in terms of the presentations we've shown, and uh, the injury mechanic that is very interesting to me. I want to see more of that. I want to see how it's going to impact like the way I approach certain missions. Because that was one of the cool things I liked about Wildlands. It was very much like the Phantom Pain where, you know, you had tasks, you had objectives, but you could kind of figure out how you wanted to do it. If you wanted to go guns blazing, you could. If you wanted to take a stealth approach and more tactical, you could do that. So very interested to see the next phase of Ghost Recon. It looks amazing. And then we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not to be confused with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. <laughs> so good luck all you parents this holiday oh season God. who don't know anything about games as you try to explain this to the GameStop employee during the rush. Oh no. So naturally it made waves because it's uh, taking a much grittier approach. It's trying to make you feel the emotion of the battlefield. I'm kind of skeptical on that whole thing just because <laughs> I don't think that that can ever really be simulated in a video game. Not when an 11-year-old is, like, screaming in your ear and calling you, yeah. like, the N-word yeah. or something. It's just not... <laughs> no. So I'm sure that this story mode is going to be different from what we've seen. Obviously, it'll be different than Black Ops 4 because it didn't have a story yeah. mode. So, I, it's... It, I don't know. It's very much wait and see for me. I kind of want to see what people are going to say about it before I throw $60 at Call of Duty again. Yeah. And then, folks, fucking November. This month. Great month. Pair your butts. Oh, my God. So, obviously, I mean, let's just... like, like Just Dance 2020. I was just <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> just Dance 2020, the big release of the year. We're all going to play Stadia. It. Stadia. Oh, isn't God. that September? No, Stadia is September, isn't it? Or November? I mean, Just Dance 2020 is on Stadia. Oh, yeah, so maybe Stadia is later. Oh, God. So we got Just Dance 2020. We should do a Just Dance stream, just all of us. No. We just all dance. But it's not actually to the game. We just stream D- us just dancing dance. our individual rooms. <laughs> so obviously we got Just Dance 2020. Uh, we have Jumanji the video game starring The Rock, of course, and Danny DeVito Into and it. Kevin Hart and all that fun stuff. Pokemon Shield and Sword, going to be big releases, and that's going to move a fuck ton of those Switch Lite units, which we'll talk about in patch notes. Mm-hmm. So we got Pokemon coming out another mm-hmm. another year another Pokemon, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. This is going to be garnering a lot of attention. I'm very excited yeah. yes. for that. Oh yes, everything we've seen, everything we've heard, the fact that it's almost mixing like Uncharted level adventure with Metroidvania style. All right, yeah. you got my interest. Interesting. You really got it. So that one going to be a big one, and then of course. <laughs> Death Stranding, oh because Hideo Kojima is just like, hey guys, it's coming out this year. I know you've been t- know. saying that it's coming out in 2063, but I promise you it's coming out this year. I really hope it doesn't get delayed. We're still many months away. Anything True. can happen between now and November. However, as of recording, but, November 8th is the release date, Yeah, and I'm going to take it, it off If it has to get work. delayed, if it has to... If it makes it better, I would be okay with a delay. I don't of course, want of course. I don't want like an anthem situation. So I, I agree with you. I hope it doesn't get delayed, but I'd rather it be Oh yeah, we're all just skeptical. It's perfect, you know, state when we get it. So Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. I mean it's so ambiguous. Yeah. What we do know is so little. Because and it's all, all weird. It's all oh, weird. God, so, so like weird. you can't make sense of it anyway. Love it's it. like I yeah. love it. I can't wait to talk about that when it comes out to Matt 
just so that way he gets to hear about <laughs> I'm Kojima definitely not going to be on that podcast. Like, oh, bye. I'll make sure to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> so Death Stranding. Uh, we did release. forget. Wow, classic. Wow, classic. Yes. When is that one coming out? I thought that was already out. It's in August. August. No, there's like a beta. Oh, the beta's out. Okay. It's like stress testing. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, classic. The original wow coming <laughs> out again. Wow. I kind of want to get it for the nostalgia, but I also don't have time. Yeah. So, yeah, we got Wild Classic. I also like where Battle for Azeroth is right now, so, like, I don't know. I don't need to play Classic. But in kind of the same vein as the classics, like, wow, we got Doom Eternal coming out in November. And, oh, yeah. I mean, that one that one looked like a lot of fun. I know Matto had talked about it when we did the E3 show. That He likes Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's one of his most anticipated ones this year. So, I mean, November is absolutely stacked. And, again, like, I, we just went through – from literally August to November, there's, like I said, like three or four games that I have my eye on like every month. Yeah. So I this, I feel like this kind of yeah. begs the question. Do you think the game of the year has already come out this year? No. no. It definitely I agree. Hasn't. I do not <laughs> think so. <laughs> I think in my mind, the only one that maybe has a chance, like I said, is Resident Evil 2. But even that, once we see some of these other games that are coming out in the back half of this year, I really think that the first half, especially, it's so tough to maintain relevancy so yeah. being like a january or february or march release going up against all these games that are coming out and like some in the fourth quarter that's yeah. tough to just to keep that appeal and just that interest of the audience so i will say though when all said and done i think we'll look back at 2019 as being very much comparable to 2018 2017 in terms okay. of the very quality games we got released i don't think we're gonna have any again though death stranding death stranding might really be great but like i because i put god of war as one of those like perfect games yeah i i can't find anything wrong with god of war and it's tough for me to say about like many other games except maybe like the last of us and to somewhat of an extent horizon zero dawn i can probably find critiques with that too but still nothing yeah world of warcraft of course (laughs) battle for asgard and so i can't say that really about any of the games that we've played this year and that's that's a good frame yeah and i'm wondering if if maybe we get one this back half but the only one i think of and i may be a little biased is death stranding that might be the one to do it just no i mean i think you're right death stranding when it comes out will either definitely be the the game of the year or it won't yeah Yeah. like there's not there's no middle right. ground yeah, in my I eyes. Feel like, it's like, yeah. it's like I, either going to be far and beyond anything <laughs> else or it just won't be. Or just be, no you know? one will get it. Yeah, it'll just <laughs> yeah, be exactly, like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I can't wait to see people try to review this. And they're like, we don't know how to score this. <laughs> yeah. We've never seen anything it like... It gets an R yeah, exactly. on my scale. <laughs> it gets an R, R out of I'll 5. Give a, I'll give it a Q out of 32. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Well... Any yeah, anything else? Any other thoughts? No. That was those were our mid year performance. Other than reviews. I'm gonna be very busy. Yeah. Starting same. the end of it's, this month. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a just like a rocket to the yeah. finish. Yeah. Because we're gonna be yeah. busy. We're gonna have a lot of different games to play, but cool. We'll have a, it's we'll a second have a, half year. We'll have a ton yeah. of things to talk about. So For that's sure. A plus. Yes. Well, that was the topic of the pod. If you have any thoughts on how this year's doing, maybe you played a really great game that we haven't played that you think is a contender for Game of the Year. 
you should give us a call at... 347-509-5620. And that brings us to Patch Notes. Which, as always, is sponsored by Evil Tim Industries. Are you looking for performance reviews for your company that evaluate your employees on a scale of 1 to 100 and analyzes which employees are most likely to fail at their jobs and then fires them for you? Well, Evil Tim Industries has the solution for you. Evil Tim Industries is launching their new performance review, uh, 360, 185, all-inclusive human analysis system. <laughs> Do you hate your coworkers? Well, great. You'll be able to review them harshly with this system, and then they'll be fired. <laughs> Purchase now for five installments of two thirty-three Give us a call, and we'll set you up for success and your coworkers for failure. <laughs> Evil Tim Industries. That's a lot for your mouth. More work for your mouth. It's more work for your more mouth. More work for your mouth. <laughs> it is also a lot for your mouth. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Patch Notes 07.10.19, in which we update you on the latest news that broke since last we spoke. Who would like to go first with your news update? Well, I feel like Steve's yours is the biggest, so we should probably wait. Okay. I'll go first. Kate Hant. Mine's, okay. a, little, mine's a little babby one. Okay, then yeah. I'll go. So um, this is from IGN by Matt mm. Perslow. I don't know, I don't know oh, who that is. Fellow but Matt. But he's a fellow Matt. He must be a good person. So, well, he's Matt P. We just need a Matt N, and then we'll have Matt the whole, <laughs> MNNOP. Oh, my God. <laughs> MNO. Yeah. All right, so this article says Final Fantasy VII Remake Xbox release date video was an internal mistake by Microsoft. Oopsie. So a social media video which contained a release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox One is an internal mm -hmm. mistake, according to Microsoft. So basically, Xbox oh. Germany, Facebook, um, posted a video mm -hmm. that said that the Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming out on March 3rd, 2020, the same day as the PS4 version of the game. And so far, Square has only announced Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4 with no word on other consoles or PC. So this video obviously caused a pretty big stir. They took the video down. They just said it was an internal mistake from the social team and big apologies. So obviously this is generating a lot of questions like, A, is it coming out for Xbox at all? Is it coming out at the same time? You know, was this really a mistake or what is happening? So not really much to discuss here, but it is interesting to uh, think about, especially if you are an Xbox One player and want to play the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So yeah, yeah should be interesting. Usually Final Fantasy games lately have come out for Xbox, but they usually come out late. It's usually yeah. uh, PS4 first. So... I don't know if Square has some kind of deal with Sony where they're just like not going to talk about the Xbox version or something. Um, I don't know. But that's that. It's just Sean Layden gently putting his finger on their lips. Shh. 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 Don't, don't speak. <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Well, Nick Romano of Entertainment Weekly. Ooh. A new wrote, guy uh, about the 
next big Lord of the Rings console video game in the works at Amazon. Very interesting. As you know, Amazon's working on the Lord of the Rings TV series. Yes. And Amazon Game Studios, quote, revealed the development of the next big Lord of the Rings video game described as a free-to-play, massively multiplayer online release for PC and console. Very few specifics about the game. We basically know nothing really about it. But yeah, they really don't give much more information except that you can explore the vast world of Tolkien. And that's really it. So, oh, well, the only other thing would be that it's a collaboration between Amazon's game tech and MMO developers, Leiu Technologies Holdings mm. Limited, <laughs> which is the developer and publisher behind Warframe. Oh, no kidding. So Good track record. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So good track record on Warframe. The licenses are for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, so I imagine it's movies, yeah. not the books, because that's usually how that has worked in the past, I, I think, with video think games what I, for in the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah, and I think what I saw was it's taking place in the, the, the movie universe. Era. So. Universe, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. So positive is made by the Warframe folks. Warframe has gone through a huge evolution and has ended up in a very good place a lot of people really love where it is right yeah. now which i guess makes the second thing that i'd be concerned about a little less concerning since they do this pretty well with warframe is like the free-to-play aspect mm-hmm. yeah. i just i don't know free-to-play mmos just don't have a good track record yeah and i mean you can look at bdo black desert online I mean, most of the free-to-play ones are, like, Korean MMOs that are just, like, microtransaction city. And then you look at the ones that are subscription-based. Wow. Final Fantasy. There's just better content. Yeah. Better release of content. You don't have to participate at all in any sort of purchases that you don't want to. So that would be the only thing that concerns me. But, again, Warframe has done it fine. So maybe if they go with a similar model, it'll be okay. But still, I'd rather... I'd rather just pay for better content, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely skeptical, but I'm intrigued by it because the Lord of the Rings, because I love the like the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games. Well, Shadow of War up until a point, but I enjoyed those, so I'm interested to see like what an MMO in that universe could be like. And free to play, obviously, like if it's free, I'll give it a shot. But very skeptical, just because, like you said, there's a pretty bad track record of free to play. Just yeah. basically being paid to win. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Lord of the Rings Online is just too old yeah, at this right. point to make any sort of comeback, so you do need to revamp it in yeah. an entirely new game. Yeah. So it'll but be there's... interesting. I'll ride a horse yeah. and kill people. I yeah, mean, there's not? certainly I'll go into a Moria. big enough world to explore with Tolkien's stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of created this whole thing that then D&D ran with that sort of then MMOs ran with with the classes and all like warrior and rogue and all that and the fantasy races and stuff so like it will be kind of interesting to see that return to its roots in a way um but yeah the free-to-play model is kind of a little hesitation yep mm-hmm. so that's that well then i will finish up with mine which is from GameSpot by tamar hussein nintendo switch Lite price release date colors revealed so we finally got it we talked about this a few months ago i actually had it as one of my predictions for e3 i thought nintendo was going to announce their new like switch junior or whatever it might have been at e3 kind of stunned they didn't but 
here we are. So Nintendo has announced a new version of the Switch, and it releases quite soon. The Nintendo Switch Lite is a leaner version of the existing Switch model that sacrifices some features but slashes $100 off the system's price tag. It sells for $200 in the U.S. It releases on September 20th in a trio of colors with a special edition Pokemon version arriving in November. So there you go. I, as of now, it's not bundled with the game, but you can bet your ass they're going to bundle yeah. that Pokemon game with these oh, Switch yeah. lights, and they're going to sell a fuckload of them. So, mm. the Switch Lite features a 5.5-inch screen that displays at a re- resolution of 720p. This, this shrinks the screen down slightly from the original Switch's 6.2-inch size. Additionally, the Switch Lite will no longer be able to connect to TVs via USB-C and HDMI. So this means that the Switch Lite is being positioned as a purely handheld platform as opposed to a hybrid like the original. Despite that, it will still bear the Switch name, which I think is funny because, like, the Switch is the Switch because you can literally switch between Mm -hmm. handheld and docked, so this is just a handheld. Right. I mean, I think it's genius. Like, they're going to sell so so many of these things. And, like, they have all the colors. They got teal. They got yellow. They got, like, you know, the gray Pokemon one with the blue and pink you know directionals and the the buttons so Mm -hmm. and this is perfect too because like if you have you know you're a household multiple kids this is much easier to get than you know spending the dock the 300 for the dock system and stuff like that or if you already have a dock system and like you have kids and you don't want your kids breaking the more expensive one the one that you can use as a handheld or as an entertainment system then you give them this one that's less likely to break because the joy cons can't detach the battery life is a little bit better it got rid of like the HD rumble, um, but all I mean, otherwise it's still going to be the same type of switch. They it seems like they're still like figuring out save transferability, which is a little questionable because like ideally you should be able to do it all through the cloud, but there are some games that don't support cloud saves, so that's going to be a problem. And then there's the question of like if I'm on one switch with my login, can I be on the other one at the same time, or am I going to have to make different logins, stuff like that? So. Still some questions there, and considering it's coming out September 20th, we hope to get some more information moving forward, but I think this is going to sell an absolute fuck ton of units, and I am disappointed that they mentioned that the D-pad, they have no desire to make, like, a Joy-Con with that D-pad, <laughs> so, like, these have, like, a more functional D-pad, because the Joy-Con is just, like, those, like, little face buttons that's just not as good, so I was kind of bummed to hear that, but, like... Am I going to get one of these? No, I don't need it. It's not, this isn't marketed towards someone like me. Like I use my switch as a handheld as it is now works fine. And I know I'm not going to be reckless with it. Like a small child might be. So this isn't, I'm not the market for this, but I know there's a huge market for this and this is going to sell a ton of units and it's going to keep the switch moving. I've seen people compare it to as like a replacement of the 3ds, even though Nintendo was like, this isn't a replacement. No, we're still going to, we're still going to do the 3ds because they they won't let like any of their systems like ever die. That's why the Wii still gets games. <laughs> and yeah, so I think it's going to be a big success. Comes out September 20th. And uh, hey, keep moving those Switch units. And that's mine. Yeah, same. That's the end of Patch Notes 7.10.19. Steve, why don't you round out the show? Certainly. So this has been episode 88 of the Plus One Player Podcast. If you've enjoyed this or any other episode we produce, head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us, and write us a review goes a long way and we really appreciate the support and of course if you've enjoyed this or anything else we produce head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player and if you're feeling generous throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us goes right back to the show to make it the best podcast in the entire world 
So come on and join that amazing group of supporters. We'd love to have you. And so with that, it's time to wind down episode 88. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. Well, it's been a while. Oh, God. I don't know how the rest of that goes. No one does. Since okay. I've been a Okay, I did think it was since I've been, but I am glad you confirmed it. It's since, yeah, it's since I've been doing something.